This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray, a member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves. Praise God, live with Jesus, Jenny, and Callie. Ain't God good. Hello. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Jenny, I'm so happy to have you on here today. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure, my pleasure. Um, first of all, I want to welcome everyone to uh, our uh, BPN radio broadcast and our Facebook Live. We, we kind of kill two birds with one stone every week, and that way it just makes it better for everybody that's working on this program. But um, last week, I really felt the Holy Spirit say uh, I needed to have Jenny on this week and that he wanted to deposit something uh, into our lives that would be beautiful and powerful and set us up for the glory of God. I really believe that God is getting the church ready to deposit his glory on a level we've never seen before. We are getting ready for that. And um, before we get started, I'd like to kind of tell, I was actually in the Northwest this last weekend. Uh, Jenny and Bob were at Lake Tahoe with a whole bunch of folks, but I was with some of my other amazing friends and um, there, Laura and Brian Davenport. And before I headed to the Northwest, uh, I asked the Lord one night before I went to bed, I said, Lord, what do you want to say to your people this weekend? What do you have to say to them? And I went to bed with that question. I woke up the next morning, Jenny, and I heard the Lord speak very loud to me, go low, I want to take you high. Go low, I want to take you high. So my first question was, okay, Lord, is that for me or is that for them? And he said, that's for everyone. Go low, I want to take you high. And I I know you've got a lot of input and a lot of things that God has shown you and God's been working basically the same message in your life. But this is some of the things that the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And I wanted to just share it right off the bat. Um, Faith and humility are the access passes to the kingdom treasures, faith and humility. And the only way to walk in true godly humility is to go low, is to go low. And um, the Lord said to me, he said, when you make a choice to go low, you get unlimited access to my power and my provision, my power and my provision. And we've talked about, how that many times in your walk with the Lord, I've been serving God since I was 16. He'll take you through seasons where he breaks you. And he, uh, he allows things to happen in your life that will draw you in or that will send you low. But even the greater, when you make a decision to go low, when he doesn't have to break you, (laughs) when it's a absolute choice that I'm going to go low. And so I wrote this praying in the Holy ghost builds up your most holy faith. Meditation on God's word will build your faith. It's the foundation of truth, God's truth, being established in my life and in your life. You know, uh, I hear people talk about their truth, and your truth can be wanky and wrong and not 
strong, but God's truth is solid. But this is what the Lord really wanted me as to focus on today. He said, obedience to God, to my voice cleanses you of all pride and rids me of being right in my own eyes. And it gives me a desire when, as I obey the voice of God on a continual basis to be right in God's eyes more than my own eyes. So how I'm walking this out in a very simple terms is I ask God's thoughts on everything. I don't just make my plans and say, here, bless it. I make my plans and say, show me what's right. Show me what's wrong. And that is the way that God truly rids us of a self-will and pride. And pride and self-will, which leads to sin, will keep us from God's best. Open our heart to instruction, correction, and direction. Quick to hear, quick to obey. And some of the scriptures the Lord highlighted for me in James 4 and 6, and you can go read the whole thing. He said, when you humble yourselves, I'm going to give you more grace. That's basically what that scripture says. I'm going to give you more grace. Who doesn't need grace? Philippians 2 said that we would count others more significant than ourselves when we walk in humility. In other words, it's not the, the, the uh, tape recorder in my head that says all about me, all about me, but it's like all about what Jesus wants and all about others. Proverbs 22 and 4, the reward of humility, listen to this, riches, honor, and life. That's the reward of humility. Luke 14 and 11 says, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself. How do I humble myself? Through prayer. Prayer is telling God, God, I I don't have this figured out. I need your help. And through obedience. He who humbles himself will be exalted. He says, I want you to go low so I can take you high. He wants to take you high in the purposes of God. Proverbs 11 and uh, 11 and two, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with an humble, an humble heart, an humble um, being, an humble person, which I really believe that's all of our desire here today. We wouldn't even be on this if we weren't wanting everything that God has for us is wisdom. James four and 10, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you the lord says i want to i want you to go low so i can take you high god's kingdom is the opposite way (laughs) it's the opposite way listen to this proverbs 15 and 33 the fear of the lord is instruction in wisdom and humility comes before honor lord i ask you to Give us such a desire for your presence, your word. And I ask you to literally rework our hearts, our thoughts, our minds, our desires, and help us to be drenched in your humility, Lord. Second Chronicles 7 and 14. This is one of my favorite scriptures in the whole world. If my people who are called by my name, that's us. We humble ourselves. We go low. We go low. We go low in prayer. We go low in our own thoughts. We, 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 we surrender our, our right to be right. 
We pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. When I go low, God exposes my wicked ways and I have an opportunity to turn from them. He says, then I will hear from heaven. He goes, I'm going to hear you talking from heaven. I'm going to forgive your sin and I'm going to heal your land. In other words, your land is going to start producing at a 30, 60 and a hundred fold. If you go, the Lord says, if you'll go low, I'm taking you high. I need you to go low because I'm taking you high. He knows you. He knows your name. He knows your circumstance. And he's calling us to a place of humility. And humility is not what me walking around with a humility sign saying I'm humble today. Or it's not me necessarily, um, you know, being uh, shy and quiet. Or um, humility is me submitting to the Holy Spirit. Humility is saying yes to what God says yes to, no to what God says no to, and allowing him to work in our lives in a more perfect way. Uh, Jenny, I want you to just roll in and just give us what the Lord's been showing you. Well, let me just share the thoughts I'm having as you're speaking about this. Um, You know, I can speak for myself in the fact that where God has dealt with me in humility is a bunch of different areas, but I think the one that can really help everybody today is in the area of opinions. Oh, so, I love that. so, you know, we say that we have a, scene, a a blind spot. You know, everybody has a blind spot. Well, the reality is, is we have a seeing spot. We don't, we don't know very much. We, we really don't. Um, so to pretend like we do by putting our opinion about something out there is foolishness. Wow. So, um, you know, right now, a lot of my friends are looking at different career options, you know, this way, that way. And just because one way is not what is in my heart to do doesn't mean that I should judge their decision. That's exactly right. Having an opinion about something. Having an opinion is, is really foolishness, but let me tell you what it goes back to. It goes back to the garden and it goes back to eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So Eve wanted to be like God and know everything. Mm-hmm. So when we become a know-it-all and we start throwing our opinions out there, about how this person dresses, about, wow, I can't believe they're doing that. Why are they doing that? That's, wow, I wouldn't do that. These types of boastful um, expressions are foolishness in the kingdom. They're foolish. So we have to, and and here's the thing, Callie, um, the person who is responsible for catching these things is me. Yes. I mean, and I want, I want to be accountable to God where I go, okay, whoa, you know what? I repent. I'm backing off. I'm detaching myself from that thought right there that I think I know better or that I even know what's right for me or right for other people. I don't know. I'm a child. And you know, um, it's, it's funny when kids have opinion about things that they don't understand and it's cute and you know, we laugh about it. But when you get to be an adult and you start saying, well, this is, this is, this, my opinion is, is, you know, we might as well write this on the tablets here. 11th commandment, because I think I know everything. Um, that's what you have to watch. So what we're, what Bob and I are doing is we're being very conscientious of our own opinions and we're catching ourselves go, wow, that's, that's kind of arrogant to even think that we should speak into that situation as if we are God. Yeah. That's, that's, what, Eve did. that's what Eve did. She wanted to know what God knew, meaning she wanted to know what's best. She wanted to know what's not best. And what that does is it takes out trust, okay? 
So what I've learned to do is, um, I just, I trust the God in you. So if someone comes to me and says, Jenny, what should I do about this? I just say, you know what, what is the whole, if I lead them back to the Holy spirit and say, I trust that you and the Holy spirit are going to find that answer out. I know it's easier for me to tell you what to do. And it's easier for me just to give opinions, opinions, opinions. But in reality, um, I might have wisdom, but I don't have God's perfect way for you. You're going to have to figure that out. One and time I told someone this, they were asking me my opinion on something and I just began to give it to them. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, I need you to shut up because right. what you just told them was out of your flesh and they need to pray and you need to pray. And so, of course, I just backtracked, repented, told them just what the Lord said to me. You need to shut up. What I just gave you was my fleshly opinion. It's not necessarily what God has to say. You need to go find out what God has to say. And you're, and you're right about that. It's, we can only catch it in ourselves. I can, it's not my point. It's not my assignment to catch this in anybody else. It's my assignment to catch it in me. Yeah. The other thing, too, that I'm thinking on, the, on you know, first was opinions. That was kind of what was running through my mind. The second thing with humility, and this is just from working with people for a lot of years, is what I see is that um, because of a scarcity mindset, many people cannot prefer others. Wow. They cannot prefer others because if they do, their scarcity says there's only one spot for someone to prosper. There's only one serving of soup tonight. Right. Type of thing. Instead of, well, we're at a banquet table. How about you eat first because I'll come right behind you and there'll be more food than I could ever eat anyway. Um, especially in times where the rug is pulled out underneath you and you're suddenly like, okay, feast or famine, survival of me. Can't even think about the needs of other people because I'm scared. Scarcity means I'm scared for me. So there's this automatic elbow everybody out of the way. I'm going to get to the front of the line because I'm scared. And that is inspired by fear. That is also a lack of humility. Humility, and really what it comes down to, Callie, humility comes down to, do I trust God to be who he says he is? Yes. Because yes. if I trust God, I don't need to have an opinion. No. I trust God that he already knows what's up, so I don't need to play God. I also trust God that he's going to take care of me so I can actually be like Acts, the Acts Church, and I can bring what I have to the table, and I can share everything with yes. other people. And we will have more than enough if everybody scoots their stuff. But, but scarcity and fear causes everybody to scatter with their own stuff and hoard their own things. Sure. They can't prefer other people. And then they get, and then it's arrogance. And so, you know, again, nobody can, unless you hire a business coach, you know, a lot of people don't want to hear it from their wife or their husband or their best friend or their pastor. They don't want to hear it from anybody. Hey, you know, you're, you're a little bit you know, on the pedestal here, you're kind of, um, bullying your way to the front of the line and you're, and okay, let me, let me share this, Callie. What I learned about about false identity, because what we're really tapping into is false identity. Okay. False identity is anything that's attached to fear. And what we do when we are in our false identity is we self-protect and self-promote. Those are the two things that we do when we're we self-protect and we self-promote. So um, I'll give you an example. When we went to Tahoe, 
the the crowd there um we've we've been in relationship with them for years and years and years and years and they surprised us with a slideshow of 20 years of pictures of leading them in this business and it caught us by surprise and i'm feeling these emotions come up and as i'm watching this slideshow and i know i'm going to have to stand up in front of everybody and thank them and it's like oh you know i what i did is i i told myself jenny don't self protect just let, don't try to protect yourself mm-hmm. from embarrassment, from, yeah. from, um, oh yeah. my gosh, crying in front of everybody. Because I know that a false identity is self-protection and self-promotion. I don't know if everybody struggles with um, self-promotion as much as self-protection is probably the more common one. So at any rate, those are the things that I think, those two things. If you, if you can be really self-aware, what Callie's talking about with humility is you're not going to stumble into humility. It's actually going to be your intention to not be humble. It's a choice to operate in your full identity, which is this. I am loved. I trust God that he's a good father. So I don't have to protect myself because he protects me. Yes. And I don't have to promote myself because he will promote me. Yes. He's my defender. He's my promoter. So what I can do is I can operate in love. Now that's easier said than done, but awareness is half the battle. Maybe even 99% of the battle is just awareness of these things. Um, but self-awareness, you know, self-awareness is, is really the ticket. Um, otherwise people just fly through life going, yeah, I'm super humble. And meanwhile, they're (laughs) self-promoting. So I don't know. (laughs) Listen, one of the things that I, uh, Cause you know, we've all been, a lot of our friends have been affected and we've all been just kind of pilfering through and trying to navigate through all the changes that has happened in so many of our friends' lives. But one of the things that I do believe with all of my heart, and I believe the word bears it out. And I, I brought this up last week on our program when Lauren and I were on the program, we were talking about ways to handle transition and to get through with a, you know, with the right heart and the right spirit and keep open heaven over your lives, open heavens over your life. But um, there is a story in the Bible where Jacob had been literally, you know, he was separated from his brother and his family when he stole the birthright. And so he, and he did it through deception and through arrogance. And even though God still loved him and he got, he became the rightful heir. Um, he spent many years running from his brother, running from the, his past. And we see he enters into Bethel, this place called Bethel, and he's leaving Beersheba behind this town, this whole region, this whole territory behind. And he's in a place of transition And I love the story because he lays down, he goes low, he lays down and he puts his head on that rock. So he makes a decision in this place of transition. He doesn't know if his brother's going to kill him. He doesn't know if he's going to wipe out his family. He doesn't know. He doesn't know if everything he's built up to this point is getting ready to be eradicated. He doesn't know, but he goes low and the Bible says that as he began to dream that angels started ascending and descending, ascending and descending. Well, 
I was listening to this, this rabbi talk about what they believe that means. And, you know, I've read that, that story hundreds of times. And I never caught the fact that the angels were ascending before they descended. I just thought, I, in my mind, I would think descending, ascending, you know, angels were coming down, whatever, the angels were going up. Didn't, it didn't dawn on me. And this rabbi says that the Jewish community believes that when you are in a place of transition, going into the next phase of your ministry, your life, your calling, and really stepping into your purpose, that the Lord of hosts changes out your brigade of angels. And the old ones ascend and the new ones descend because you have a new mandate, but you've got to go low so God can take you high. You've got to go low so God can equip you with what you need supernaturally to accomplish because your destiny and your call and your purpose can only be accomplished by God's power in your life. You're not smart enough. You're not talented enough. You're not even wise enough. That's right. You may have all kinds of gifts and you may be wise in lots of areas, but when we're talking the purposes and the plans of God, we need a supernatural God to come get right in the middle and lead us and guide us. And when we go low, like Jacob did, he went as low as he was literally laying on the ground on a hard rock and God began to work in his life. And the old angels that had been in his past season his past territory that helped him have victory yesterday now god has is sending and as i am speaking right now the holy spirit is sending literally legions of angels to help you in the conquest that is set before you you're not smart enough to do it on your own you're not talented enough to do it on your own we have to have the blessing of god and that's why when we go low when we humble ourselves like jenny said i love this lay aside my dumb opinions they're dumb the lord looks at my opinions like i look at my four five-year-old callie ann's opinions they can get so off and he's like callie just shut up i don't need your opinions i need you to go low i need need you to go low with love. I need you to go low in prayer. I need you to go low in humility. I need you to trust me that I am going to provide literally manna while you're in transition to your promised land. Many of you have literally stepped out of Egypt. You stepped into, uh, you're headed for a promised land and you're in a transition spot. And I'm telling you, as you call upon the Lord for daily manna, he is going to provide he's going to give you new avenues new ways of making money new ways of doing doing things that are so incredible but he's also going to teach you the power of daily communion and daily provision because he wants to increase your faith for what is ahead amen amen um you know what i like about transition i i think about we, we call it the hallway. Bob and I call it the hallway. You know, it's the hallway. You're passing from one space that you've been living in. Yes. And you're walking down a hallway and there, and no one hangs out in the hallway. No. Hallways are to go to the next place, but hallways are boring. And they also have lots of options. There's door after door, after door, after door, and they can be long. 
that, you know, some transitions can be longer. And, um, and a lot of times they're dark. They're dark. <laughs> they're dark. There's nowhere to sit. There's nowhere to get comfy. They're not comfortable. No. And you don't know which door to go through. And so if we can resist the temptation to just run down the, and open the first door we see because we saw other people run into, the, into that door. So that must be the right door. If other people are going there, that must be the right door. You know, so we have to, we have to look at these hallway transitions as these are times where God, just like a butterfly, a, a caterpillar to a butterfly, puts the, puts the caterpillar in a chrysalis, in a, in a tight wound up to the point of, I'm actually going to suffocate and die if I do not push my way out of here. It's a, it's a hallway is very lonely. We can't find other people that actually want to go in the hallway with us. Um, but that's why it's a place of great intimacy. And instead of running to our binkies, running to, okay, they're all going that way. So that must be the right way. Right. This is our opportunity to trust God more than we've ever trusted him before. Bob and I said in January, 2019 is the year of fierce faith. We've had faith, but it's the year of fierce aggressive, faith. aggressive faith. And I told a friend the other day who's in this transition, I said, you've lost your luxury of believing in God. And now we must believe God. There's a difference. That's exactly right. I believe God, period. Don't know what everybody else is doing. That's a distraction. Holy Spirit, what do you want Jenny to do today? And he says, be still. And I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, that's uncomfortable <laughs> sometimes. It's uncomfortable. But I'm telling you, that's where the blessing is. Because all of a sudden, he'll give you a breadcrumb. And you'll take one more step down the hallway. And you'll feel your spirit start lighting up. But most people are so urgent to do something that they'll just go do the first thing. And it's really not in their heart to do. It's really not what they want to do. It's, it, it doesn't even bring them joy to do it. But because they're scared and they're in fear, they're following people. They're following man instead of Jesus. Um, Callie, you said something earlier. How do we go through transition? Um, you know, sometimes I have acronyms. Sometimes they're really cheesy, but they help me. H-O-W in this one is humility, obedience, and wisdom. That's it. And we told this crew um, at the Dream Big Conference in Tahoe, listen, you can be the most positive person, the smile on your face, we're going to get through this. And you have no obedience and no wisdom, but you have a ton of humility. Um, That's not going to help. So these three things... Humility, obedience, and wisdom. Obedience to God. Yes. Obedience to God. God, what do you want me to do? Even if it looks like that is the weirdest thing, or, you know, but it's called a breadcrumb. And I love teaching. I'm actually going to teach a course in June and July. Callie, I haven't even told you this, but on hearing God's voice. This is one of my passions is how do I get to the hallway? How do I hear? And people say, Jenny, I don't hear God like you do. Well, he actually speaks to you at the, at the measure he speaks to Callie and speaks to me, but you need to be taught how to tune in, how to find him in the hiding place. And really, Jenny, I believe that wisdom comes out of humility and obedience. 
That, that's actually wisdom true. is the byproduct of it. I mean, it humility and obedience gets me in a position where I can actually hear the wisdom of God yes. and not step off into landmines that the enemy has set up for me because I don't care how long you serve God. You know, you're always going to use, here's big news flash. No matter where you are in life, you are always going to have to use your faith. Yes. Every day. Every day. You're going to always have to believe, like Jenny said, I love that. Believe in God, believe God, believe God. But humility and obedience, humbling myself, going low in obedience will position me and unstop my ears from all of the white noise. And I will be able to hear the true, pure voice of God. And he can lead me into paths of righteousness. It, it, it is the byproduct of submitting and going low. And, and, and going low is really our destiny the rest of our life. Can I, can I comment something here? I want to share an experience I had. Um, you know, many people are in the same situation that Bob and I were in when we had the massive company transition. And, um, you know, Kelly, just because I've been where I've been so many years in um, a really good place with God, just intimately knowing him and getting to know him. I couldn't find fear, but I also couldn't find answers. I couldn't find fear. I couldn't find answers. I woke up all the night, um, and I couldn't sleep just like a lot of other people. And I went downstairs to my chair that I, that I just sit and just sit Mm -hmm. and thought, okay, Jesus, I'm just going to sit with you. Yes, Lord. And I don't, I don't just say anything. I don't need to talk. I'm just going to sit with Jesus. By the way, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're completely awake, that's because he wants to talk with you. He wants to, he wants to sit with you. So I have to get up out of bed to do that. Otherwise I roll around and it doesn't work for me, but I get up and I get in, sit in my chair. I start falling asleep because I'm calmed down now. And I have a dream Kelly and I, I have not been able to tell this without crying up until right now, <laughs> but Um, the father was in a robe and I saw him walking very quickly through a crowd, like at Disneyland, like there's a million people everywhere. He was moving through a crowd and he had a little boy and a little girl in two white robes. He was in a white robe and a little girl and a little boy. And they didn't know where they were going, but he was walking and they were following and he glanced behind and he said, follow daddy. And I woke up. Yes. And I said, Lord, what are we to do with what we heard? And he said, follow daddy. Okay. He didn't give me an idea. He didn't give me another career opportunity. He didn't give me X's and O's. His first instruction was follow daddy for the next five days. That's all I could hear was follow daddy. Yes. Follow daddy. One of those days, he told me, sweetie, the reason it's so dark, because it feels like this. You feel like this, right? And you think, oh my gosh, the enemy, the enemy, the enemy. You just think the enemy's doing this. But what the Lord told me, sweetie, honey, the reason it's so dark is because your face is pressed against my robe. Oh. <laughs> Yes, that's and, what it's supposed to be. And that that is that is where we're at. And so follow daddy, follow daddy, not follow religion, follow Callie, 
follow somebody I admire. He said, follow daddy. Follow daddy. And I knew the little boy and the little girl were me and Bob. Yes. yes. And so we're just, people are like, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? We don't know. We're following daddy. I'm sure he has a plan. He does have a plan. But his first plan is to follow him, is to get our face in the dark right up here. And so I know that's not a comfortable instruction, but it's the, it's the chrysalis because those wings that are inside of you that you don't even realize you have, they will not come out without darkness coming first and us having to press our way through what's happening. It's also the dark room. It's where we're the negatives of our life are processed and, and flipped around and redeemed in the dark room. It's just how it works. Nobody got the, nobody got the, got the pass to the next door without the hallway. But I, I just would caution you to not just follow the crowd and follow daddy in this time in, in any transition. And obviously every single day, but especially in transition, because the Lord told me the enemy is not done throwing people off track. Just because he threw us off a track doesn't mean he's not still trying to nudge you way off track. Yeah. So we need to be okay being fragile. We, and, and, and many years ago, you've heard me say this, Callie, but the Lord told me, Jenny, you're a needy nobody. I'm needy to God and a nobody to the world. Yeah. And that is just fine. Now, if I'm known because I'm on things like this, okay, fine. But I'm a nobody to people. I, I want you to see Jesus. Right, but right. But I'm a somebody. Not in, not in who you admire. Your answer is in the Holy Spirit. Exactly. And I'm not trying to be a nobody like, oh, I'm going to go hide and live on a mountain so nobody sees me. No, that's I poverty and that's pride, actually. I'm talking about being a nobody to the world. I don't have to try to be a somebody because I'm already a somebody to my daddy. Right, right. He already loves me. I'm already taken care of in recognition. I'm already seen by the one who put the whole earth together. So I'm good. I'm good with my recognition. I'm good with my promotion. And so I don't have to do that myself. I would, I would say this to people. And this, I told a friend too, my heart got settled when I decided what I wanted to give my life work to on the second half of my life. I'm, I'll be 45 this year. And I decided what I want to give my life work to. I'm not against making a whole bunch of money. And if God said, Hey, I want to strip you down. I want you to go. If he said, I want you to go live as a missionary. I would do it. I'm doing what you want me to do. God. I want to spread the gospel across the earth. Yes. Yes. All of that. And said, you own a a cattle on a thousand hill. You'll take care of the finances, but I, but I'm not going to chase that. I'm not going to chase poverty and I'm not going to chase prosperity. I'm going to chase Jesus and the will that he has for me. Yes. Chasing Jesus. And so it's, that's why I have tons of energy, Kelly. And I told people, you might think because I have so much energy and so much hope in me that I have a million dollars sitting in the bank. That's what you're going to think. Yeah. She got something tucked away if she's that happy. Well, I don't. Okay. I have Jesus and I'm really excited about it because I'm right here. And, and, and you, and, and that's, you know, this isn't for the spiritually, there's nothing spiritually elite about what we've shared with you. No, this is, this is why we're on here today is to get you tucked behind your daddy because you are a child of God. You are a joint heir with Christ. You are not an orphan. You are not begging for bread. You know, you when, daddy when, and he's leading you. 
when I was in the pool the other day and I had Callie in with me and I'm trying to get her to go out to the deep end. And even though she's got a life jacket on, she is holding me like she is getting ready to breathe her last breath. (laughs) Okay. And so, and it's almost comical. It's like, baby, you've got a life jacket on. I'm not, I'm standing right here. You're going to be fine. But she's literally holding on to me and she doesn't care what it looks like. She doesn't, she doesn't, she's not embarrassed about how much she is clinging to me. And that is just how we are to live our lives with the Holy Spirit. That's right. We're going to cling to God to the point it looks ridiculous. And really, you know, in times times of crisis, we we say it's okay, you do that. But really, we should be doing that every day, no matter what's going on. Yeah, this conversation, Callie, would have messed with me about 15 years ago. Because I would have thought God cared more about how strong I was and my attitude and my behavior than that I was completely relying on him and fragile. I had strength and weakness mixed up. I didn't have the mindset on that. But you're absolutely right. Feeling fragile. when, When I don't feel fragile, I actually get nervous now. I'm like, oh, does Jenny think she can pull something off? Yeah, here? Okay. because you're, you're, you're feeling like you can do it in your own strength. And the, that's when we should do a self-assessment and say, Holy Spirit, look at me. Are you really just trying to push me? Or is this pride in the opposite? I mean, is this just me thinking I'm something on a stick? Well, I think, too, that's, that's also, Callie, why most of us might be tempted to build a life that we can pull off. Yeah. Okay, because if because that makes me feel like I can trust something. And if I can't trust myself, I'm going to feel scared. So I'm going to build a life that is, that is aimed at safety and predictability. Those are the two things that Bob and I talk about as well. I'm going to build a life that is safe and predictable because then I will feel safe because I can rely on myself. I can pull this off right here or so I think I can. So I would challenge people to say, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And it's probably going to take you outside of safety and predictability to the point where you're clinging to Callie in the pool. You're clinging to Jesus in the pool going, are you sure we should do this, Jesus? Are you sure? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's Sorry, a Corey. wonderful place to be. Really that's a, place it to is be. the safest place in the whole world because I finally kept telling Callie Ann, it's okay to hold me, but it's okay. We're going to be fine. Meemaw's going to teach you. And that's how the Holy Spirit is. We just cling to him in our times of scare, where we're scared, or it's unknown, or he's asked us to walk in the water. He just said, Peter, I want you to get out on the boat. I want you to come on and come on out here to me, son. Come on, come on, come on. And Peter's like, is that you, Lord? Yeah, it's me, Peter. Come on, come on, come on. Keep your eyes on me, Peter. Keep your eyes on me. We're going to do some amazing things together. And I hear the Lord saying, just come on, come on, get on out of the boat. Yeah, the the predictability what'd you say uh predictability what was the first one safety safety and predictability god wants to blow those two words completely out of your life hey Callie, i gotta tell you something i don't know if you know this but when we were there i think it was maybe two years ago we were staying at um karen's house we had come to the church to col uh-huh. we were I think at a conference or something um yes. we had something going on Maybe it was, you know, it was fire. It was fire drenched. And, um, and Bob doesn't dream much. Yeah. I think he's had like two dreams he can remember in his whole life, but one of them, he had a dream when he was there 
and he was running, sprinting to your church. And two skunks were chasing him. Trying to, and he was running, sprinting, and he looked back, and they were still on him. He looked back, and crowds of people were not running. They were just whatever. And Bob couldn't believe, you're okay getting sprayed by these skunks? You're okay. Like, and he was running. And he said, until he reached the church, those skunks wouldn't back off. And he got into the church. The skunks the yeah. trailed off. And he's just huffing and puffing. He had to all out sprint. He woke up. He said, Holy Spirit, what was the deal with the skunks? And immediately, Holy Spirit said, one's name safety, one's name predictability. Wow. Wow. You better, wow. You better run like Elijah from those two things because too many people are okay. It'll steal your destiny. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the devil doesn't care if you live a happy life. He just doesn't want you to live the life God intended for you to live. He no, doesn't, he doesn't care want you to believe. believe. He faith. Yes. He just doesn't want you to be a woman of faith, a man of faith, somebody that'll believe God for the miraculous. He doesn't want you to feed 5,000 with two fishes and five. No. And, no, uh, dumb, to, dumb to even think you could do that. Yeah. So he really wants us to trust him. And I see, I literally, by the Holy Spirit, I see so many of you jumping off the boat. And you're yeah. like, okay, we're going to do this thing with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. I'm going to go low. And, and I'm, we're going to walk on water. I'm going to do it supernaturally, not in my own strength, but supernaturally. Amen. My and, son, and I want to talk about this. Faith is not just, I'm a Christian, so I'm a person of faith. Now, a person of faith is somebody who believes Jesus for the forgiveness of sin and for eternal life. Thank you, God. Yes, yes. But the faith we're talking about is I wake up in the morning and go, God, I have put myself out there that if you don't show up, I'm in trouble. Right. So if you're not living a life where you're like, okay, God, I got to cling to you for this thing. Without you, this isn't happening. I actually can't pull this off without your anointing, without your hand. Then you're in a good spot. You got to have something, something that is not safe and it's not predictable except for you have a daddy that's going to come through for you. That's what we're talking about. I really believe um, as the spirit of God is moving on this broadcast that there are many of you that God is literally healing and delivering you from fear. Yeah. Right. As we just, just by the spirit of God, he is delivering you. And I want you to just raise your hands and receive from the Holy spirit because he is delivering you from fear right now. He's getting your faith is arising. And you are saying in your heart, Lord, I am willing to go low. I am willing to trust you with everything in my life. I know if you don't show up, I'm toast. But I know you're going to show up. You're going to show up with what we need. You're going to give us strategy. Listen, part of what we, I preached last weekend when I was talking about going low, I, the Lord took me to Esther and Esther chapter 4. And the Bible says that Mordecai was outside and he was uh, literally, you know, sackcloth and ashes crying at the king's gate because you couldn't go into the king's palace in a mourning state. And 
Esther hears that her uncle's in a morning state and she sends out some clothes and says, okay, stop this. It's okay. I, you know, I'm, why are you doing this? Stop this. And he sends back word. You don't understand. There's been an edict go out and Haman has got a terrible plot to take out your family, your nation. And, you know, we need to pray and fast. We need, we need God. I need you to go before this king. He didn't tell her to pray and fast. He said, I'm praying and fasting, but I need you to go before this king and I need you to beg for mercy. And she sent word back and she said, but you know what happened to the last gal that didn't do everything that she was supposed to do. She ended up dead and that's how I showed up here. And so they toggled back and forth, and finally, the Bible says that she uh, sent a word out to all her maids and said, look, we're going to pray and fast for three days, and if I perish, I perish. You know, I thought I came here just because God loved me, and I thought I came here because I was going to marry a prince, and I thought I came here because I was obedient to Mordecai. And I didn't realize that God was positioning me and putting his favor and destiny on me to save a nation. You know, we pray for breakthrough and destiny like that is our, we pray for breakthrough and favor like that's our destiny. Favor and breakthrough and positioning is God just getting us ready. Our destiny is to go low. Our Amen. destiny is to save a nation. If you've got favor and you've got position and you've got God break, bringing breakthrough, that is fabulous. But that's not your destiny. That's the goodness mm -hmm. of the Lord. Your destiny is to submit yourself under the mighty hand of God and allow him to exalt you and bring forth the salvation of a nation. So she said, if I perish, I perish. She was willing to literally take off her royal robe, put down her crown, and she went low on her own and risked losing everything. And yep. we know the end of the story, it ended up great. God came through for her, but it could have been a different story. She, she utilized her faith and she went low. You know, Callie, you know, I've been talking about dying. A lot of places I've gone because of the dream I had. I had a dream that I was a corpse. First of all, I prayed, God, I want to be a completely different person by her voice. 2019. Did not know what a dangerous prayer that was. Yeah, it's a dangerous like, prayer. Whoa. Didn't realize that, but I meant it. Immediately had a dream. I was dead. There's my corpse. There's a baby in my corpse that's alive in the amniotic sac. Doctors are working so carefully to try to get this baby out of this body that cannot nourish the baby. My spirit is standing up. I'm interceding. God, please let this baby live. I wake up. I look up. The medical terminology for a baby born in the amniotic sac is called, this blew my mind, the call. Wow. And this is what the Lord said, Jenny. We're going on a journey to die. To the things that you think matter, like your rights, your opinions, yourself, all of it, defending yourself, all these things that you spend energy on that's really your dead man. It's really your dead man that died, was crucified with Christ. 
And what I'm going to do is out of that willingness to die, I'm going to resurrect the call in your life. But I, I can't have a living flesh. Yes. Yeah. A living flesh. And so what gets me with that, with that story, Callie, is if I die, I die. See, the willingness to say the purpose is greater than my life. Yes. Purpose is greater than my opinion. The purpose is greater than my bank account. Yes. The purpose is greater than my comfort. I mean, that's a hard place to get, but, but Callie, here's the thing. I have been in this for about eight months of this death journey and I still, I've still have more dying to do, but I've never been happier. I can't explain the happiness after a, a, a massive shift in my life 12 days ago. I cannot, I cannot put my finger on the joy, but something died that I was fighting to keep alive that didn't matter. And I'm talking about a company. I'm talking about things within me. You know things what? Jesus was that showing don't matter. You. you know what? Jesus, through this experience, has showed you your own heart. Yeah. Sometimes things happen so God can expose how good our heart is. See, Jenny, I'm telling you, he's showing you that you love him more than anything in this world. Sometimes we don't know how much we love him. And he allows circumstances so that we can say, you know what? This is one time I'm not really a wretch. I mean, I love God more than I thought. And I think there's hundreds of women on here today that God is showing you how much you love him. And I don't love him based on how comfortable I am. I don't love him based on how much money I receive. I don't love him based on how many people like me on Facebook or put a thumbs up on my Instagram. I don't love him based on, you know, people thinking I'm cool or popular. I love him because he died for me. I love him because he rescued me. I love him because he cared for me when nobody else did. He picked me up. He turned me around. He set me on a rock. I truly love him. And he... Many of you, God is exposing to you how much you love him. Amen. How much you love him Amen. and how much you're willing to, to do anything to follow him. That's why you're so happy. That's mm-hmm. why you're so happy because he's revealed to you. I truly love God more than anything in this world. Am I happy this happened or that? No. Who, who, what stupid person would be happy about that? But I'm happy that Jesus loves me and I'm, I know that God has a better plan. Yeah. I trust That's what I know. I trusted, I trust his character more than I trust anything else. Mm-hmm. Yes. There are many here today. There are many here today that I believe the Holy spirit is speaking to you and he is going to give you the breadcrumbs that, that Jenny talked about. He wants you to start praying for daily provision, daily, yeah. daily strength daily wisdom, and daily manna. You're in a season of God building your faith. He's building your faith for what is ahead. He said, I want to take you low because I'm going to take you high. I'm going to take you high in your purpose. I'm going to take you high in my plan. I'm going to set you into your place and your position, but your destiny is to go low because I'm taking you high. And I think about You know, I've been around the church my whole life. I got saved at 16 and I've watched a lot of men and women of God. God take them high in their destiny and through prayer and going low, they went high. But I'm going to tell you to stay there. You got to stay low. Yeah. 
And that is the key. We are, none of us are exempt to making terrible mistakes. Mm. None of us are exempt to getting into pride. None, none of us are exempt to arrogance. And the Holy, that's why the Holy Spirit and submitting ourselves to the Lord on a daily basis and say, God, I just trust you that you are leading and guiding me. And I just, I'm excited to see your provision. Lord, I just thank you for the people that are logged on right now and the ones that will log on later. And I just thank you, Lord, that you're giving them words of knowledge. You're giving them words of wisdom. You're speaking to them and you're teaching them how to navigate. They're going to follow your lead. Just like Jenny said, they're going to press their face into the back of their daddy. And they're going to follow your lead. And you are going to speak to them on a daily basis. I even heard the Lord this morning when I woke up, I heard the Lord calling many of you by your nicknames your daddy called you. Uh, I heard I heard the word Daisy. I heard the word Peaches. I heard the word Joy Girl. I heard nicknames that were given, affectionate nicknames that were given to you by your father. And God is using those names to tell you, I just want you to put your face, like Jenny said, right up against my back and follow me through. And God is affectionately looking after you just like he said he told you he called you my girl jenny my girl he is affectionately leading you he is drawing you close he can be trusted he can be trusted amen amen um callie do you have any specific um prophetic words that you're giving out today no not any specific i just mine was more general okay um i just want to uh prophesy rachel you i think you direct messaged me on instagram and by the way if you direct direct message me that's totally fine um i'm still getting used to checking all the social platforms (laughs) it's like wow um but i happened to see this one so rachel i don't know you um but i do want to prophesy over you um immediately what i saw was a golden cage it was a bird cage and i saw many birds fly out just And um, then I heard the word family. Um, The golden cage wasn't a bad cage. It was beautiful. But I really sense that the Lord says, you're free as a bird. Wow. Your whole family. Don't try to come up with ways to stay in what was the golden season of your life. Great. Because Because you have wings and you're meant for something next. It's the next thing, and it is out of the box. It's out of the golden cage, okay? Um, It's actually more who you are than the fun you had in the cage, and it was your whole family coming out. Um, I assume that's children, that type of thing. Like I said, I don't even know if you're married and have kids, but I saw that, Um, and so what that means is that you're going to have to execute um, some giftings that you've not executed much because within a, within a cage, you can only fly so high and maybe it's like, Oh, flutter over here. I'll flutter over to this side. Um, so you might've expressed this gifting, that gifting a little bit, but this one is going to actually be so much so that you're boom, it becomes, and I'm going to give an example. It may or may not be this. Um, but five years ago, 
I remember the Lord said, you're going to prophesy to people. And I was like, God, am I hearing you right? Cause I don't do that. That's, that's what other people do. That's what pastor Clyde Lewis does. That's what pastor Gabriel does. That's what pastor Callie does. Not me. I'm the girl that gives them the microphone and says, here, do you have any prophetic words? And he told me that. And, um, I said, well, okay, I'm not going to go. I mean, great. And there was a moment in time where, um, pastor Gabriel was supposed to prophesy over about 30 people at a drench that we had. And he suddenly disappeared and decided to go baptize, um, a group of guys in the lake and 30 people were looking at me like, okay, we're ready. And I was like, (gasps) and so I got the microphone. I was like, oh my gosh, Lord help me. And one by one, here comes somebody. And I'm like, I hear this. I see this. And they're like, yes. I'm like, really? Praise God. You know? (laughs) So I just, he just, he just kind of gently pushed and then opened it up. And now I laugh about that because now I do it all the time, but I didn't know I was one of those people. I, I sense Rachel, you have something about you that you have been expressing in the little flutter to the side of the cage, flutter to the side, but there's something about you in your giftings that's more of you than you realize. Okay. Because now I prophesy all the time, get words of knowledge. And it's like, I can't remember not being this way, honestly. Right. So anyway, Rachel, go for it in Jesus name, just fly all, all of you, your whole family fly. And I saw you just disappearing just boom, you were, you were so far from that golden, golden box. Don't try to figure out how to get in another one because it's familiar. Go to the unfamiliar place in Jesus name. One of the things I just heard by you were giving that word is that the Lord is going to overturn some legal cases, overturn some legal cases. So um, I'd like for you to message us because we, I like to know that the word is confirmed, but I saw God overturning, like it was completely thrown out of court. It will not happen like the enemy. God has God is overturning some legal cases. And what he's done is he's overturned it in heaven and it will now manifest on earth. He is overturning the legal cases. What seems impossible, God is going to do and he's going to supernaturally do it. And you know, those angels that I talked about, God has sent angels a new set of angels to help you with instructions from the father to overturn on earth what has been overturned in heaven. Amen. Um, I'm hearing for Stacy with an I, S-T-A-C-I. I haven't even looked at who's on here. I tried to see. I'm just pulling words from what God's giving me right now. Names. Um, Stacy with an I. What I saw was a freeway and it was a newly paved road, like fresh freeway. Like you put that car on there. And you can go like 70 miles, 80 miles an hour and it's smooth. And what the Lord is saying, he's smoothing out your path. He's smoothing out your road. You might be on a well-paved road in the past and then it went to gravel and it went left and then it curved around here. And your life has felt like it's jerking around a little bit. You trust God a lot. And now God is going to smooth out the road. He's going to straighten it out. I did see it going up a hill. And then down through a valley. So the valleys and mountaintops still happen, but the smoothness and the rhythm of God, you're not going to feel like you're being jerked around. Um, and then the other one I saw was Marcy, M-A-R-C-Y. Um, I saw a refrigerator. I asked the Lord in my head, what is that? Um, and he says that there is more than enough coming your way. Yes. Provide. It's provision. The refrigerator stands for provision for your family. So 
don't you worry, sweetheart. God's going to come through. Yes. You're going to walk with him. And I saw you taking your arm, wrapping it around his and following him through the grocery store of provision. He is going to provide for you. And I want you in your mind's eye right now to see your refrigerator full, your pantry full. I want you to see your, your garage full of, you know, food for your family, but also more than enough for the things that you want to do. Um, you can trust him in that. I saw that very clearly. One of the preacher friends of mine, her name is Susan Richardson. And I, and I don't know if you remember this, Jenny, but she talked about yeah. a season where she sewed lots of, you know, she was in a season where she had a lot of money and she sewed a lot of things. And, um, uh, I gave this word to uh, a close friend of mine yesterday, and I really believe this is for everyone here on this broadcast. I heard the Lord say, uh, and brought up Karen, he brought up, uh, not Karen, he brought up, I I prophesied this to Karen, but he brought up uh, Susan's voice. I heard Susan say when she was at the conference, she said, the Lord told her, you sowed enough in seasons past to sustain you in the season you're in. Amen. And that is a prophetic word for everyone that is logged on here that has tithed and sowed seed and sent missionaries and made sacrifices and loved and given of your time, your money, your resources. You've sowed enough in seasons past to sustain you in the season you're in right now. And it's just a matter of trusting and calling that provision in. In fact, right now in the, in the name of Jesus, I call in provision for families. I call in provision for the year. I call in provision for ministries. I call in wisdom to make great God fearing decisions. I call in more than enough. You've sowed enough in the seasons past to sustain you in the season you're in now. Now you may be sowing nothing but prayer and love, but go to sow in prayer and love because we've always got something we can sow, Jenny, something that we can give toward the Lord as an offering and the, the bounty of the Lord being released to us. Amen. Um, one thing I want to remind people is that when you hear a prophetic word, if your spirit leaps and you weren't the name that we pulled out, remember that prophetic words are not only for the person that we're talking about, it's, there's, there's a, there's not just a one word for a one person. It feeds many. So if your spirit leaps and you're like, Whoa, I feel like that could have been for me. It was for you because your spirit grabbed it. Okay. So you have to know that even though I spelled those names, if you're Stacy and you're EY at the end and your spirit leapt, One of my my spiritual fathers, Papa Dale, was in England one time and he was prophesying and he prophesied to um, Martin Smith, who's a very famous worship leader in England. But at that time, he was just getting started. Martin was just getting started. And he told him, he said, you're going to write songs and you're going to go all over the world and blah, blah, blah. And he just began to prophesy to Martin Smith. Well, there was another man in there by the name of Godfrey Bertle, who was a singer and a songwriter that nobody knew about. Of course, Martin did everything that, that God pro- prophesied through Papa Dale. But, but Godfrey was sitting there, and he was a newspaper photographer, and he had a gift of music. But he reached up by faith, and he grabbed that prophetic word, and he said, it's not only for Martin, it's for me too. From that point on to this day, and that's been 20-something years, maybe close to 30 years ago, the man's been 
traveling England, comes to America, writes songs, prophesies. God uses him. He's musical. He does albums. But he reached up in the spirit because his spirit left. And he said, yeah, okay, Martin, you can have it, but I'm having it too. And, and I, I loved what Jenny said the other day, that a lot of times we, we do things out of scarcity, thinking that God doesn't have enough to go around. And I'm telling you, he, he needs you just like you are. He needs your unique personality. He needs what you have to offer. We do not have to have a bunch of copycats in the kingdom of God. We are to be uniquely who God has made us to be. He's got enough money for all of us. He's got enough ministry for all of us. He's got enough for all of us to do. He's got enough provision. He is not broke. He ain't cheap. He's not running around taking a Xanax every time something happens. He is more than enough, and he is doing it for you. He loves you. Amen. I love that. I have one more. Um, just obey God here. Um, Daisy, and I don't know if that's your um, legal name or if it's a nickname. Um, but what I saw here, a couple different things is it's not what you think it is. So whatever you think it is like, oh, I saw the brightest day ahead of you. Yes. The brightest day ahead of you. And you can celebrate that in advance. You do not have to wait for it to be reality. You can just live on the hope. You can live on hope. If, even if your situation looks hopeless, you can live in the hope, which means you're smiling when things haven't changed yet. Yes. Which means you're, you're truly living, like hope is feeling you like you're gasoline. And then I saw a Daisy, he loves me, he loves me not, he loves me. You can completely lay that down. Um, he loves you. He loves you, not for what you've done, not for what you're going to do, not because he's obligated, because yes. he's God, because you're his. That's why he loves you, Daisy, because you're his. So that's all I have, Callie, for the ones that, um, that dropped in my spirit. Um, do you want to tell everybody about the things that we have coming up? Yes. Okay. First of all, June, tw- June 19th, June 19th, which is on a Wednesday, we are going to have a one-night drenched here at Celebration of Life. Have you put that uh, link up? The link's up. Uh, it's a free event. Uh, it's for men and women. We want you to come out. Jenny's going to be with us. The whole drenched team is going to be. We're going to have worship. It's going to be a Holy Ghost night. Of, I just believe that God literally, I see the glory of the Lord descending on the house in such a powerful way that what's going to happen on that Wednesday night will affect us for eternity. And I really, I'm not saying that to get you in the building. I'm saying that because I believe that. And that's what I hear the Lord saying. He has taken us. He has literally taken his church and his body into a season where the glory of the Lord is going to habitate. And we are going to change physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually change into the person that he's called us to be. So you do not want to miss that. Uh, Also, September the 11th through the 14th, we are having here, uh, Life Worship Collective is having its uh, our worship and prophetic conference. Uh, We're going to have that link on there as well. Uh, There is um, actually a discount if you get it now because we've got an early bird. Uh, We're going to have amazing people. Jenny will be with us. A lot of amazing speakers. Uh, Darlene Check. It's going to be an amazing, amazing conference and a lot of prophetic voices, a lot of new worship music. Um, Leland will probably uh, have his, even though his album's not coming out until late September, we'll probably have that album here for people that come in. So you'll get an early uh, release of that album. So we want you to be a part of that. There's a link 
for that. And then there is the Her Voice link. Uh, I've got all three on there. And Jenny, I want you to tell them what they can get for going on and signing up early with Her Voice today. Okay. So Her Voice is December 5th and 6th in Portland. It is a Thursday night at seven o'clock we start. We go through the wee hours of the night. We go all day Friday into the wee hours of the night, um, Friday night. Saturday, you're completely free. A lot of people come to Portland, by the way, because we have um, we are free on sales tax. So it's a good time for Christmas. Bring an extra bag seriously. Shop downtown Portland. It's, it's actually really um, financially smart to do so. But what we do with, with your ticket right now, we are, um, we are filling up the host hotel right now with your ticket. So your ticket purchase, as it stands right now, um, May 29th, we can still get you in the host hotel, but that's coming to an end. It's coming to a close. We're thinking we have one more week until those hotel rooms are going to be gone. So what we're doing is we're in in, in a place of urgency where we just want to get a whole bunch of people this week. We want to get you registered. Your ticket includes the two nights hotel and your two meals and a whole bunch of gifts. If you went in 2017 you saw what you got. You got a mat and you got these blankets. I have one on my lap right here, her voice blanket. Now these are ridiculous. If you have one of these, I want you to start commenting and tell <laughs> me who stole your blanket in your household. Okay. I have six of them. And last night, my four-year-old was like the voice blanket, the voice blanket. That's all she'll sleep with the voice. Um, but what we're doing this year is we have um, a couple things that we're giving you that are new on the scene and they're surprises but it's not the blanket this year, which I know that's crazy because that was the most loved item. So what we're going to do is we are going to sell them for $50. That's what we're going to sell them for. However, here's what we're doing this week only. This is the only time we're going to do this this week. What we're going to do is we are going to do two things for you. We're going to give you a 10% off code. I'm going to give that to you in a minute. Okay. And then you have one week to get 10% off. It starts right now, hervoicemovement.com. I'll give you a promo code when you go to check out. And then it'll last one week. So if you get in in the next week, and that's noon next Wednesday, June 5th. Noon, every time zone. Noon, okay? Noon, June 5th. Then that's the week time span here. So 10% off. Now, what I'm going to do... And Callie and I came up with this yesterday. We're like, what could we do to really help people register now, get in the hotel? It helps us so much to do these advanced registrations. And so I said, let's give this blanket away. How could we do that? Callie actually came up with a great idea. And it was to give this blanket, and it won't be this particular one. It's going to be a new, it's going to be this style, but it's going to have new graphics on it. It's going to be pure white. It's going to be gorgeous. And what we're going to do is we're going to give that to you for free If you, number one, you have to be registered and then you refer two other people this week. So two other people register because you call them up, text them, and they put your name down on the registration as the person who referred them. So on the Eventbrite link, all they have to do is answer the little question, who is the person who referred you here? And what we're going to do, it could be a logistical, you know, the books, we'll see how this is going to work. I have to pray through that, but we're going to find those people who had two people that signed up through the referral. And then we're going to pay for your blanket. We want you to have this. It's just a $50 um, value. And we think we, we knew that this was a high, um, a high value item just because it was an item that everyone loves so much. So you have one week to do this. Let me give you the promo. Okay. You can do the 10%. 
remember all the people that you refer, they get 10% too. They get this promo code. You can put this promo code on your social media. You can send it to Aunt, Aunt Betty in Florida. Like oh, just, whatever just... you want to do, whatever you want to do, just get it out there. Everybody in the world who is a female can come to her voice based on this promotion, the 10% off. So you're going to go to hervoicemovement.com. Okay. And the first pop-up should be your opportunity to sign up for Her Voice Gathering, which is called the Lavish Conference. That's our theme this year. If you see that pop-up, go straight there or go to the events tab. The events tab is going to show you December 5th and 6th in Portland, the Her Voice Gathering. You found it. When you go there to register, here's the promo code. The promo code to get 10% off is simply the word blanket, all lowercase, B-L-A-N-K-E-T. It's that simple. Put in the word blanket, you're going to get 10% off. And then if you refer two other people who can also use that code, we will find that you referred them through our books on the back end. And we will make sure that you get your blanket at her voice. You'll get it in December and we will hand it to you and you will not be paying for it because it'll be a gift to you. Now, listen, if you refer two people and they want to refer two people, they get a blanket too. So it's just an endless um, opportunity this week, hervoicemovement.com. And that's it. There's a promo code is blanket. We would like to see 800 people enrolled by June 5th. And, um, you know, some people go, ah, what's the hurry? You know, there really isn't a hurry sometimes. And so we're giving you an opportunity to have something that just helps us on our end to have registrations come in now rather than 48 hours beforehand when we can't predict how many people are coming. It really, really helps us out so much. So I um, just want to bless you in that. We know this. It is going to be life-changing. Yes, it is. That is why I am throwing my heart and soul and my purpose into her voice and some other efforts to wrap the gospel around the planet because Jesus is the only one that can transform us, his miraculous working power and providing these environments like the worship conference, providing the drenched night that we're going to be doing at COL on um, June 19th. What these environments do is they create a space for you to be encountered and transformed permanently. Permanently. It's not just, wow, I got motivated for a couple of days. It's a permanent transformation, a, an encounter, which changes everything. So we want you to be there with friends and it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Thank you so much, Jenny. Listen, I love you so much. I pray uh, a prayer of blessing over you. I declare wisdom over you. I declare eyes to see and ears to hear. I declare that you, many of you over the course of the next three days are going to get literal visions from the Lord, dreams from the Lord clear words from the Lord that are going to help you navigate through this transition. Your best days are now and ahead. Uh, Step out of the boat. Jesus is calling. It's time for you to walk on water. We love you so much. We'll see you next week. I love you so much, Jenny. Have a great day. Thank you, Pastor Callie. Love you guys. For the past hour, you've been listening to the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.